Now, uh, what the question I want to look at in this little section is, why was Israel in trouble? Because Israel was a, uh, a great people that God had called and formed as a people, and uh, he was with them, the Lord is mighty, uh, he was their king, uh, and yet they're in trouble. Um, let's find out what happened, uh, about why Israel was in trouble. So now, Bevan, do you want to come and read to us the, the first part of the chapter? Uh, I've done it in the other way around. So we met Gideon before we had this explanation, but now the explanation of why Israel was in trouble. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eye of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Malachites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They encamped on their land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza, and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in those land you live, but you have not listened to me. There we are. Thank you very much, Bevan. That was a slap on the wrist, wasn't it? From the prophet, uh, you have not listened to me. Um, Now, um, let's just find out what's happened here. Gideon is living in the promised land. So he uh, is one of the people, after Moses led everyone through the wilderness, led them out of Egypt, uh, Joshua brought them into the promised land, and here they are in the land flowing with milk and honey. A wonderful place to live. Sounds good, doesn't it? Milk and honey, very nice. Breakfast, uh, a lovely land to live. Everything was wonderful. This was the land that God had promised them. Uh, But they were surrounded by enemies. We'll see that in a minute. Now, where did it all come from? Well, you know that a long time before uh, this happened, there was a man called Abraham. Can anyone remember what Abraham's son was called? Famous son? Isaac. Abraham had a wonderful, famous son. It was a gift, a child of a promise. Uh, when he was 100 years old, he had a wonderful son called Isaac, who became the forefather of all the Jewish people. But when uh, Abraham's wife died, he married another lady, and her name was Keturah. And you can read about this in Genesis 25. He married again, and he had more children. Uh, one of them was called Midian. Aha. Right. And uh, when, um, uh, when, when Abraham was about to die, he, in, he, he divided up his inheritance. He gave them a gift, but he gave most of the land. He gave the land to Isaac. But to all his other children, he gave them a gift, and then he sent them off to the east, over the River Jordan, uh, into the east. 
So they became a new people. So the Midianites are all descended from this other child, Midian, child of Abraham. Now you might have heard about the Midianites because one of um, Isaac's uh, grandsons was called Joseph. Remember the story of Joseph? And his brothers sold him into slavery. Who bought him? A group of Midianites came past with their camels and Joseph was sold to the Midianites and taken to Egypt and sold as a slave. You might have also heard about a man called Moses. And Moses got married to a lady called Zipporah. And where do you think she came from? She was, uh, yes, in Egypt, but she was a Midianite. So Moses married a lady who was a Midianite. You can say, you don't have to say boo every time I say it now. Um, And then later on, at the end of Numbers, Moses takes vengeance on the Midianites. So they were, these people that moved away to the east became the enemies of Israel. And then there's a famous battle where Joshua and Moses fight against the uh, Amalekites, who are another one of these groups of people. So I'd like you to show, Steve, if you can show us um, enemies. First of all, Israel was a people who were surrounded by enemies. And this is one of the, this is the reason they were in trouble in, uh, in the Promised Land. So let's have a look at the picture. There's Israel. And over to the, le- over to the, uh, to the left, over to the west was a people called the Philistines. Now, you've heard of them. Famous person called King David fought against a big man. What was he called? Goliath. And Goliath was a Philistine. So over to the west coast by the Mediterranean, the Philistines, and they were an enemy of Israel. To the north of Israel was a country called Assyria. And later on, they conquered Israel. They took over the land and, and took the uh, Assyrians away as captives, uh, the Israelites away as captives. And then over on the east, that's where the Midianites and the Amalekites lived. So they had enemies uh, over there on the east. And who lived to the south of them? Egypt. And so all those different people at different times have been enemies of Israel. And if you see a map of where Israel is now, they're still surrounded by countries who are their enemies, uh, like Iran and, uh, and in parts of Palestine and Gaza and places. So Israel are surrounded by enemies. So that's a difficult place to be in this promised land, surrounded by enemies. But that's not the main reason why uh, they were in trouble. Um, they were in trouble because they forgot... They had what uh, a man called Jeff Lucas calls spiritual amnesia. You know, they forgot who their God was. I mean, how could they do that? God had led them from the promised land. He'd led them through, uh, from the, I- I- Egypt. He'd led them through the sea uh, and through the desert for 40 years with Moses. And they got into the promised land and then they forgot all about him. Isn't that terrible? If someone had done something really good for you, would you forget them? Probably might do. Yes, yes. I'm reading a very good book at the moment, actually, which uh, Peter uh, lent me. And it's by Lucy Mills, who's the wife of the minister of Child Baptist Church. Um, Lucy Mills, very good author. And it's called The Forgetful Heart. And that probably, 
that rings a bell, doesn't it? Because we all forget things. We forget the most important things. Anyway, so this is what happened. So, because they were surrounded by these enemies and they, and they, were, having, but they were having a good time, apart from when the enemies came, uh, let's have a look at the next title. Now, a judge's cycle. This is not a man with a, with, um, like a wig, riding on a bike. <laughs> this is what happened in the time of the book of Judges, which is where Gideon lived. The people often were in rebellion. So they did things wrong. Do you remember? They've forgotten about God. Um, and what were they doing in that reading? If you read the, what um, Bevan read to us, what were they doing that they were told not to do? Yeah? Worshipping the gods of the Amorites. So the, the God of Israel, Yahweh, had brought them into the promised land, and he said, I am your God, you can worship me. And after a short while, they're worshipping other gods. Do you remember when Moses brought them down from the, came down from the mountain? What were the people worshipping? A golden calf. They were worshipping a cow rather than God. And they kept doing it over and over again. They rebelled against God. Now, because they rebelled against God, they got into trouble. There's always consequences. If you, do, if you disobey, if you do something wrong, there are consequences, aren't there? All right, kids, if you disobey mum and dad... Punishment, maybe? Mm, yeah, go to your bedroom. No ice cream on holiday or what? I can't imagine that you're ever naughty, Joshua, but uh, those eyes, you can get away with a lot. I expect. But actually, if you do things wrong, there are consequences. And because the people uh, of Israel disobeyed God by worshipping other gods that hurt God, it made him feel really sad, trouble came upon them. And enemies surrounded them and they invaded them. Just like Gideon, the Midianites mm, kept coming and stealing all their crops. Uh, that happened because the people were disobedient. So, after they realised that they were in trouble, what do you do? You say, sorry God! But you come to a point where you, you, you realise what you've done, you say sorry to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out to you, help me. Call out for help. And repent, turn my ways back towards God. And every time they did that, God heard their prayer and he sent a rescuer, a rescuer, a saviour. Uh, and these people were called the judges, uh, or they were more saviours than judges, as we think. They came to save the people and they were all happy again. And there was peace in Israel for a long time. What do you think happened next? Next one, Steve, that's where we finished now. That's good, thank you. After they'd been rescued, they forgot. They had spiritual amnesia. They forgot that God had rescued them and they started disobeying again. And they got into trouble again and another enemy came and they were in trouble. So what did they do? They said, sorry God, we've done it again. And God sent them another saviour and rescued them. Should be okay this time, shouldn't it? No. So if you read the book of Judges, you'll find that one person after another, God sent them a whole series of rescuers, of saviours, and they all saved them, but they always forgot. And this is why it's called the Judges Cycle. It's round and round and round. And Gideon is one of those people that was sent to save, um, save the people. So we have a God who is a great saviour, 
And we're going to sing a couple of songs shortly. Uh, the first one we're going to sing is um, called From the Breaking of the Dawn. And this is why Gideon, he believed and he became a hero. But we'll hear more about that later. So let's think about uh, those promises that uh, have been made to Gideon. Let's have a look at the story from uh, verses uh, 12 through to 16, just briefly, see what uh, happens. First of all, the angel sits down, uh, appears to Gideon and says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gosh, mighty warrior. That's uh, pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah? Um, Why did he call Gideon a mighty warrior? He was a a rather weak boy that was hiding away from the Midianites. Because he was scared of them. And there he was hiding away. uh, And the angel comes and says, uh, you are a mighty mighty warrior. Well, the great thing is, uh, God meets us as we are, but he sees what we will be. He meets you today. So if you're feeling a bit fragile today, and you're feeling a bit weak today, and a bit, bit of a wuss today, that's, that's how God meets you. That's, that's fine. He, he loves you, and he meets you just as you are, but he can see what you can be. In fact, he can see what you will be if you trust in God. So there we go. So if you're feeling weak God can see that you actually could be a mighty warrior. Okay, Um, then what does Gideon say? Um, But sir, says Gideon, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Well, we know, don't we? We know because uh, we've just been hearing that actually it happened because the people were disobedient. And do you remember the very last thing in that reading, the last reading that, uh, that Bevan brought to us? The very last word, that warning, slap on the wrist. What was it? You have not listened to me. Mm. I wonder, children, whether your mum and dad have said that to you. You have not listened to what I said. Yep. I wonder how many times... My wife has said that to me. <laughs> How many times per day? <laughs> I have not listened. And we're all guilty, aren't we? Don't listen. And the most important thing is because we listen to God. Um, uh, and that's the reason God explains to Gideon, that's why you're in trouble. The people have disobeyed, they haven't listened to me. And then the Lord turns to Gideon and says to him, Go in the strength you have. Not go in the strength, uh, any other strength. Go in the strength you have. In other words, as you are now, Gideon. You haven't got to go on a training course first. That would happen today, wouldn't it? You'd have to go on a training course, and you'd have to learn all the skills. Uh, But actually, no, God says to Gideon, go in the strength you have. But then... But Lord, Gideon says, how can I save Israel? I am, uh, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, 
and I'm the weakest in my family. That's interesting, isn't it? Because when we think about King David, he was also the smallest and weakest in his family, wasn't he? Uh, And yet God chose him. He didn't choose the big, strong people necessarily. He chooses the people that are on his heart. Um, This is what the Lord answers. He doesn't say, one day you'll be big and strong. He says, I will be with you. We've just been singing, uh, I will stand on every promise of God's word. And what is God's promise? I will be with you. So whatever you're called to do, whether it's a big task or a small task, a boring task or an exciting task, God says, I will be with you. And then he says, Gideon, and, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. How could he strike down the Midianites? Thousands of people, one small boy in a wine press. How could he possibly defeat a big army of Midianites? Only because the Lord is with him. Okay. Now we haven't got time to find out today how Gideon defeated all the Midianites. That will be in a couple of weeks' time. We'll find out how he did it. But he did it because he stood uh, on the promises of God. So, um, why is Gideon my, a hero for me? First of all, he's an ordinary guy. He, so I can identify with him. He's just an ordinary person, nothing particularly special about him. Um, God meets us where we are, uh, and he says to Gideon, be yourself. Be yourself. So, you know, whoever you are, God made you that, and that's who you should be. Be yourself. And God says to him, I'm sending you. Okay? Uh, And the second reason why Gideon is a hero is because he took God at his word. When God said, I'm sending you, he did it. Now, later on, you'll find Gideon tests. Next time, we'll find out Gideon puts a few tests to make sure that that he's heard what God has told him to do. And that's understandable, because it's a big task. So sometimes we do need to test God's word. Is Is it right Uh, Is God really sending me to do this? But when we know that it is, then we have to do whatever God says. And Gideon stood on Lord's promises. And you know, in that pit, he discovered who God was. Notice, how does he reply to him first time? In verse 13, he says, But sir, but sir. Notice, how how does he address him in verse 15? But Lord, but Lord, yeah. So when he meets the angel, he calls him sir, but when he realises who he is, he says, but Lord. Now it's interesting that in the New Testament, in Greek, that word, kurios, can mean sir, a polite sir, or it can mean Lord, it can mean God. Um, But even in the the Hebrew here, this word, um, he recognises him as someone to be respected, but actually Gideon realises he's been talking to God. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, I want to see you. So maybe God will speak to even you today. Because like Gideon, we're ordinary people. He can speak to and use any of us.